0: But he was a good guy. I mean, I. He was also a really hard worker. Always a really good mm-hmm. nice kid, and that's cool. That you know, sometimes people, I think in the past, if you would go that route, parents, even like peers, they would yeah. look at you and say, "He's going nowhere. He's yeah. You know, he didn't go to college. He's working in a factory." But you think about it, he's making full time money, full time job. Um, he's doing something with his life so you can't hate mm-hmm. on that i i know yeah. work is work i mean i do understand like you need you do need some type of direction
1: yeah because,
0: uh you are limited at those jobs for growth mm-hmm. um cuz you're more likely not ever going to get a promotion unless yeah um I mean, there's not saying that you can't get one, but a lot of times they like, do not. They're st- like stuck at that wage for like the west rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it takes a lot of time to like, well, especially because you need your manager to kind of recognize that you know I'm I'm doing a lot more, and uh, yeah, it's just not. It's not always recognized that, like your hard work isn't always noticed. I guess.
0: Yeah, I think a big thing where people are I guess shifting away, not going to college, or even like quitting their jobs that they're at now, because they they call it the great resignation right now, and like the really? big labor shortage, is that they're finding that there's not a lot of room for growth. People want to have like something to work towards. They don't want to go to work every day and this is it for the rest of their lives. They want to they want to be their own boss one day, or they want to be a manager mm-hmm. one day, or they want to be get paid more one day, not just get, not just stay stagnant now. I think that's the thing is people are always looking to grow.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. Like, uh, I mean, I know like, you know, stuff happens and people have to kind of live with the situation that they're in, but, uh, you know, people get too comfortable. Like people always want change. Like no one's ever like satisfied with where they're at. 'Cause like there's always room to like improve and to like move on and do something else. So I think like you said, it's uh you know, people are always looking to like move forward with something new.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I, I I agree. Yeah, for this podcast I kinda wanted to for with your podcast, like doing things with you, I always wanna keep up with some type of uh current event. Yeah. Uh but has there anything been going on? The current event wise you want to talk about
1: uh i know there was the uh oxford shooting oh yeah happened, which was it was crazy uh have you seen the video about that i see so i seen a video
0: of, uh, at the oxford shooting was there was a video on tiktok i believe yeah and it was the kids in a room and then the shooter he was at the door and he's like sheriff open the door, you're safe. And the kids were like, we don't feel very smart. Like, we don't feel uh, comfortable with that right now, like comfortable yeah. coming out. And then he's like, just open the door, bro. And then when they he had said bro, yeah, bro. they were like, <laughs> bro, that's, red, that's a red flag. And they all ran out.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: but that's scary because you never really see – usually you don't see actual video of, like, those things. And you never – you never know what actually like what their route was in the school shooting, but he was going door to door asking them to open the door. That's scary.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I remember uh, I mean, like I feel like all over the nation that's happened where something similar to that has happened. And it's just like to actually see it kind of unfold on camera is like it's scary to know how many people could be dealing with that.
0: Their parents just got arrested, too. yeah Yeah, that's the first time that's um most of the time school shooters parents like aren't really held accountable but this time they actually because they bought the gun they were told the day before that he was having a kind of a meltdown and that there was a high you know risk and he was gonna say he was gonna do this and they did nothing about it
1: Mm. yeah i'm really glad that they actually did that like I feel like if we're going to, like, kind of tone down on, like, shootings, especially because they've been crazy all over the nation, like, you have to hold more people responsible, especially, like, the parents, like you said, and, uh, yeah, I think their bail is, like, a million, and I don't see anyone really uh, taking their bail, so. Um, it's
0: It was really interesting to see how they, because everything on the media is kind of relatable to marketing it was kind of to it was very interesting to see different news i guess news like entities the way they like marketed or told the story there was one there was one i don't remember which news station but the picture they used for the kid was him at 10 years old like praying and it really confused me because one why did they find the most innocent looking picture of the kid he's a school shooter and that yeah. does not look like him now like and i was kind of self-reflecting why would they do that but yeah it was when you think about it and this is obviously a theory um i don't know why they actually did it but yeah. if you think about it if you portray the kid more like an innocent uh, victim like someone will see it because images matter you yeah see a innocent kid praying or like oh he's just a kid and you portray him like that, you tend to try to find more blame on something else, whether it's putting more blame on guns or putting more blames on the parents. But that is some type of marketing strategy that mm-hmm. sometimes media, the media uses because they do, they do control the portray the perspective of the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Actually, yeah, I saw about that, and they could have used like his mugshot, like show the the guy that actually like what he looked like now, and uh, he he didn't look like yeah <laughs> look yeah you know yeah but, you, uh, you know what I'm
0: talking about you saw yeah the picture. Yeah,
1: yeah like yeah <laughs> but if if they use that compared to like this little like like ten year old or something, it's just like the difference in how you feel about it is just like like there's a little shift in like I'm not saying that like you, you read the story and like you know you, you still feel the same way but like seeing like a little ten year old boy on the cover is just like I don't know. Right. Like you read the story
0: they put out the facts. But mm-hmm. like I said in marketing and media and everything, the visuals matter too. Mm-hmm. Just like as in the past and a lot of individuals see that see this is that the picture of what they use for a victim or a shooter who di- or the you know, the criminal matters yeah. a lot. And you've seen this in the past. You, you a lot of um, you know African Americans in this country. They there was a I guess like years back ago. They're like, what if I died? What picture are they going to use? Are they going to use the one that look, makes me look the most like a thug? Or are they going to use a picture that makes me look, look more, you know, as a, I guess, what you call a noble su- person of society? Because yeah. you, you could find both. You go on my, you go on anyone's social media, you can find the worst picture of someone that's going to portray the worst or the best picture of someone. And which one are they going to use?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I never thought about it, like, because uh, – after seeing that, it's like it kind of opened my eyes to like uh, how much they really do that and they can really control it, like you said. And uh, it's just, it's it's really interesting to see, like, like you said, like, I, it's just weird to like think why they would do something like that. Like, what made the, the editor decide that picture of all the pictures? It just, yeah, it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. And we, we truly do not know the definite. Uh, answer. I mean, there's a lot of theories out there. I'm not here to try to give out conspiracy theories or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. But if you think about it, um, like a picture of yourself with your, you know, just your your guys, you guys, you know, you're pulsing up, throwing up, you know, a peace sign, or you know, just yeah. hanging out. They could use that, or they could use my um, my professional headshot. Which mm-hmm. one? Like which one or the other?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like ill. You know, whatever direction they want to put it in they'll like they'll kind of steer it uh that way but right right
0: and that's a scary thing that's oxford shooting you know that's really sad uh yeah. very very sad to hear about that and and again i don't know why uh there is a huge spike into um school shootings in this country mm-hmm. um i mean i think it's accumulation of everything what they say it's uh, mm-hmm. easy access for those kids some of the like the the kid the parents bought his dad bought him that gun um also two you know social media influence uh, oh, yeah three mental health there everything i think accumulates and it's all it's not just one thing it's mm-hmm. i think it's accumulation of everything yeah
1: i think uh the mental health aspect has been like on the decrease for a lot of people growing up because like uh, like you said the social media aspect uh, that's been introduced a lot more into the young lives of like kids so like they're being they're, they're being given this information on uh, what, whatever it is like Instagram snapchat uh, and they're more exposed to different like like sensitive things out there uh, like cyberbullying is probably like peaking. I'd say I mean yeah. I mean I'm not statistically like I don't know what the statistics are but I feel like especially cuz like when we were growing up we weren't like given the like we had these little like flip phones and like these little was it blackberry was it it was the
0: blackberries or the slide the sliding phones
1: yeah yeah and uh you couldn't really do much with them besides like call text whatever but introducing this to like young like eight nine ten year olds uh it starts the they start to think that they like they need to go online and like be like everybody else but then that also creates like issues with the kid growing up mentally i
0: think um you like you said that that's exactly it a lot of the kids who grew up with it now Mm -hmm. and didn't know the difference because when we grew up we we had we're in a weird stage where we grew up without, and then we grew up with it too. But yeah. so we know the difference between what's real and uh, what's not. Yeah, and I, and I think I think that's the problem is that a lot of these kids don't realize what they see on social media. A lot of times, is not reality. Um, and I even re- I remember when I first started coaching you guys. I think when you guys were freshmen yeah um, a big thing for you guys i remember and you guys i remember saying that um wow even your class was a little bit impressionable was that it was back when Boom gang was very popular oh yeah and, and you guys kept like you know screwing around stealing random things and you know yell out Boom gang and running but i was like man like these kids are very impressionable like yeah because i know i knew what Boom gang was but like like the way you guys are like you guys were trying to copy them and like yeah like your class was just like but that just like kind of hit me i'm like wow they, what they see on social media does really influence them a lot. I mean, they're not actually going out and stealing things, but there's always that outlier of a kid who's going to, you know, not know that that's not real.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's always that one person that uh, is going to kind of elevate the situation. And uh, I, I know there was a thing going on. I think it was like earlier in the year where uh, people would be like in school and then they'd start like stealing stuff from the school and they post it, and it's they like, think, like, probably, like this is a good friend.
0: What do they call it? The, uh, It was, it was on TikTok. They got their yeah. lick
1: or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> just, just caught the biggest lick.
0: Just caught the biggest <laughs> lick, and they would, like, you know, someone would have, like, a um, like a bubbler or a water fountain, whatever you call it.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was, like, the most, like, random stuff in the school. And uh, I don't even know how you get that stuff off. Like, uh, a whole bubbler. <laughs> it was i get you to guarantee you it was like
0: they were fixing the bubbler and it was just like down so they're like dude let's let's take it and carry the bubbler but everyone else so they're now everyone's on tiktok trying to get their viral so they're trying to steal more bigger things random mm-hmm. things too just
1: trying to top what everyone else is doing so they can be the top person
0: yep it's all about and that i think that plays a huge role is virality um when we grew up there was not a, a lot of virality like you were a, either like a famous YouTuber yeah, or that was it, or you were a celebrity. Not like TikTok, a normal kid can just blow up with a video on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess there was Vine, but Vine wasn't, it wasn't the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Like right now it's like, cause everybody can follow like a trend. It's like somebody can do just a little thing different on that trend and they can just blow up. But Vine was like, you create something like completely new and, uh, that's where people kind of yes. gain this uh this talent for like like really being creative out there. Yeah. Right it, now was, it was more stuff.
0: original, a lot mm-hmm. more original. Like the jokes, like a lot of the comedians that came out as miners.
1: hmm Yeah, it was like I think that was like peak social media right there. I want to say.
0: I don't know. I think I think uh, I think like a year ago was probably peak. I think. Well, okay, so I think we're at a. Point where, like, a year ago it was peak, but now, yeah. but now it's gone like too much exposure. Where, like, people, I i guess, it's coming to mainstream of like the dangers of it.
1: Mm. I think there's always sold. gonna
0: be, yeah, there was always gonna be dangers of it, though.
1: Yeah, it's just starting to be like more exposed right now.
0: Yeah, I what well, I mean, what do you think about like censorship and social media censorship?
1: I think it's went down recently. I was in like a little decline. Cause like, especially on TikTok, you can see like, there's a lot you can see without it being like uh, taken down or something. I mean, eventually sometimes it will be, but uh, it's just like you, you're you exposed to a lot more on there or like people will like try to find a way for you to see a certain thing. Like say, go to, go to the comments or go to my description, uh, look at the link. And then they'll, like, send you off and whatever.
0: Yeah, so. I, I, that's crazy. I actually saw one time I saw, like, because um, it wasn't against the guidelines because it was someone breastfeeding. Yeah. And I literally saw a whole boob <laughs> because they were breastfeeding. Like, I was like, wait, what? What? But, like, technically they weren't taking that down because it was just breast. there's a lot of. There's a lot of in between, about it's the same, you know, argument of like, uh, should women be allowed to breastfeed in public? And it's a, yeah, it's a very, very touchy subject that I don't want to get into right now, <laughs> <Neither>. <laughs> but do you agree with, I guess, censorship on social media, like that, you know, like on Twitter, like, do you agree that we should censor people on Twitter or censor people on YouTube or censor people just on Instagram?
1: yeah i think to a degree that there should be a censorship but it's like you know everyone's like growing up uh it's just you need to make sure that i feel like people that have like kids they're those are the people that make sure like they need to censor their uh their kids stuff i mean it's not like everybody's not gonna do it Mm -hmm. because that's how it is but uh i feel like a lot of it is gonna stay how it is because it's like everything's out there and a lot of places don't censorship because they just want they want people to be able to like use their platform and find different stuff. Now what kind
0: of uh censorship are you talking about like 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 violence
1: or like speech? There's like a lot of different like uh violence I think is censored more but uh speech I feel like should probably get censored a little bit more you think so yeah there's just a lot more people out there like speaking speaking their minds and it's just like like i don't know it's just speaking out of pocket a lot of the time
0: but do you think that censorship that is actually kind of good for society though because like people are allowed to speak their minds compared to uh being kind of like hey shut up because i do get it like there are some people who are nuts that are like spilling hate and spilling like their crazy theories online but it goes to a point of where some of the things that we've gotten out of society the only reason was was because of free speech through social media yeah Uh, if you if you think about the epstein case he Mm. got he got off before on probation for doing the exact same thing the only reason why there was pressure to go look back into the case and to say, hey, this is fucked up was, um, excuse my language, was uh, <laughs> was that people on social media were like, hey, this is effed up. Like, what's going on here? Um, why aren't we looking into this more? Um, same thing with that Ahmed Albury case. They weren't oh, yeah. going to prosecute him until people on social media were like, hey, we need to go protest Hey, this is messed up. This this video that we just saw, this guy just got hunted down, and they were gonna prosecute him. And I think if if you think about it, the people that are gonna censor you are people that have power and money, and obviously, yeah. yeah sometimes, sometimes in the world, they aren't going. They're gonna help their friends out, or they're gonna mm-hmm. help uh, other people out that shouldn't be helped out. Yeah, and that the power of the people, that where we can say, hey, this is not you know good, Mm -hmm. this is this is wrong. We need to go look into it. I think we've gotten a lot of very good things out of it. Just as like those two cases. Another thing, even if like for stock traders, Reddit, the the GameStop and the AMC, that would never have happened if people didn't come together and say, hey, they are shorting their stocks. Let's Mm -hmm. go screw that up. Those are the same people who have a hand in, I guess, you know, censorship and media to, mm-hmm. to, to you know, push those things down because they don't want those things to happen. They really mm-hmm. don't because that does not help them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can agree with you on, uh, you know, like, let's say something ha- like you said, the Ahmad Arbery case, uh, stuff like that, I feel like doesn't need a censorship you know you need to let people like kind of take control of the situation and because this is where like the people will do good like they'll they'll allow justice to be served they'll like kind of pressure uh the people that are making that decision and uh i feel like in those cases then it needs to be like not censored it's like it's like a movement a little bit yeah and Yeah, it's just for the
0: good. If you think about it, so like the first, when that first case was planned out, Mm -hmm. um, if the only like information source we got from was the media, they would have said, hey, we're not prosecuting him because it it seemed like he was being a thief. It seemed like he was in that, you know, looking around to steal. Um, They were doing a citizen's arrest and he, it was self-defense and we wouldn't have known. Mm Now, was censorship I, I i get it like it's easy to think that they won't censor us for talking that stuff yeah censorship kind of makes it makes it that we only get the same news from a certain source like we can't really freely trade information like back in the day when all we watched was tv and that was the only news source we got from got from like was yeah. tv like and that's all we knew because there was not a lot of internet information out there yet and mm-hmm. I think that's what scares, I guess, these big platforms is that people are getting... I know I do get there's negative sides of it, but people are getting news information from other sources too to make them say, hey, hey, that's, did that really for sure happen? Did, what, did Ahmed Aubrey really get killed in self-defense or did he not? Because it seems like he doesn't. Now, mm-hmm. if we only got it from that news source or, or like the DA only, you know, the DA, yeah. the original DA who wasn't going to prosecute him told the news, like, hey, this is this is what happened, then that's all we would know.
1: Yeah. And it wouldn't, like, spark that conversation up with, uh, like, I feel like there's always going to be a two-sided story right. with a lot of the stuff that goes on in the news. I mean, yeah, you see it with the
0: Kyle house thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old <laughs> Wisconsin, man. I know. Oh, man. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, I just love it. But no, that's, I and I get it. Like, there's a lot of really um, wrong information out there. But I think we're, I think, you know, I have faith in society that they're smart enough to decipher between this is batshit crazy or, hey, this is something that could be pretty credible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like a lot of people right now just want to find uh, the good out of Situations, so they they kind of push towards uh you know what's what's the best thing I can come out of this and uh what's the best thing that if this person like did something like how can we justify that they actually did it and how can we like prove that you know this person is not a good person yeah I feel like look into like a lot of stuff like that and they try to find uh more information so it's easier easier to justify uh their reasoning
0: yes i think uh people can easily see through you i mean Mm. um just by your character because back i mean you think about it back in the day we thought these celebrities were really good people yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it turns out a lot of them not all of them but some of them are not very nice
1: yeah they did some uh some shit back in the day.
0: You know, some shady stuff. Very shady, very, very shady things.
1: Mm-hmm. What about your it's, Lions, though? Uh, Not winless right now? Yeah, we have a better record than uh, the Rams in November, so I'll take that. <laughs> but uh, I'm just hoping that – uh, I mean, I at this point, I don't really care if we get one win. I just hope we lock up the, the first overall pick because I got some guys there that I really enjoy. And uh, I feel like we can go a lot of different directions. And especially with the Rams uh, on the down, you know, they've lost like three straight games. Uh, that only benefits Detroit because then they get a, a lower – or a higher draft pick uh, with the Rams pick. So, oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Who do you think they're going to pick if they were to get the first round pick?
1: Uh, I have uh, – his name's uh, – I think it's Aiden Hutchinson. From, he's, he's from Michigan but he's been absolutely crazy. Otherwise, there's uh, was his name? Kavon – I can't pronounce his last name. But he's from Oregon. Oregon? He's, the VN yeah. from Oregon? Yeah. He's looked really good, along with uh, Aiden. Either of them, I'd be fine with. See,
0: here's the thing with the Lions. I mean, you saw that Matthew Stafford kind of in the beginning of the year when he kind of, you know, debuted with the Rams. He kind of went off and – people are talking, holy crap, his career is kind of wasted with the Lions. What is the problem with it? Is it the O-line? Is it the receivers? Do they just not have a good supporting cast? Or is it, um, I mean, obviously it's the front office probably, but is it the defense? Are they on the field too much? or?
1: I think it's been like multiple uh, cases for why Stafford wasn't able to succeed with uh, Detroit. Like, Uh, I mean, basically his whole career, he's had uh, Calvin Johnson with him and that, you know, that's, that's kind of really nice, but uh, I mean, he's had golden tape to Kenny Galladay for like a few years and uh, the receivers have been like fine, I think, but then you look at other aspects of the team where the run game, they haven't had a thousand yard rusher since 2011, 2012. So they haven't had one guy, uh, kind of be that bell cow back. They've always had somebody that's been like, it's not that good. Or their, uh, offensive line. I remember Stafford being sacked multiple times. Like he was like number one, most sacked quarterback multiple times, uh, a few seasons. And then defense, uh, he had one year where it was 2014, I believe, uh, top 10 defense. It was crazy with Sue and, uh, Ziggy Ansah, but oh. other than that, I feel like Stafford hasn't able to have that team around him like he does now.
0: Do you think it's also because people just don't want to play in Detroit? Once they get there, they have a great season, and they're like, oh, see, I don't want to live in Detroit.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's not very, a, like a very attracting uh, city, especially with the history Detroit has.
0: Yeah, but... I mean sometimes I think about it, it's the weather then I was like uh oh, people stay in Green Bay for a little yeah.
1: bit. I mean like uh cause I think Aaron Rodgers kind of attracts like this. I don't think the city of Green Bay uh attracts like a ton of people. I mean it's like Green Bay is nice. <laughs> but, but um
0: I feel like I, Aaron... no hate on Green Bay, man. We we live in
1: Wisconsin. <laughs> but uh I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are the main reason why people kind of want to go to uh green Bay. Cause Aaron Rodgers is like, he's like one of the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. Uh, which is why he attracts these like free agents or he makes people want to sign there.
0: Yeah, so. I agree. It's probably it's green Bay. It's one, the history you have like Lambo you have, um, You kind of have that like small feel that people like. Um, Two, it's Rodgers. You have Rodgers. You have Adams. They've always been contenders for the Super Bowl, so that Mm -hmm. plays a big role. And three, if you're winning, the fans are amazing. Yeah, Yeah. but if you're losing in Green Bay, the holy smokes! I mean, even the summer when they didn't know if Rodgers is coming back, I can Mm -hmm. tell you how much I saw. (laughs) <laughs> the same people that were praising Rodgers months ago were the same mm-hmm. people that were crucifying Rodgers. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. People are just like, I don't know, everyone was like on the Jordan Love boat for, uh, for a while. And then once Rogers says that he's playing, he, he's, you see him at practice, everybody just all of a sudden just flips that.
0: It's like and they it's... forgot about what they just said about him a couple months ago.
1: Exactly. It's like once you got that guy that uh, can take you there,
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember I seen, I saw so many people like, "Oh, Rogers, we don't need him. He's a crybaby." Um, mm-hmm. Jordan loves our guy. He's been doing so well. And I'm like, okay, what, if Rogers comes back, you, I guarantee you, you're not gonna be saying the same
1: thing. And most
0: of the time, it was right.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, they did post. I feel like there's a little bit still about that because at the beginning of the year, you had the the post with uh, the last dance with uh, Rogers and Devontae posting that. So I've still kind of kept that in the back of my head thinking like, will this actually be their last year or are they going to come back after maybe a successful season?
0: I think it would have to be a NFC championships, Super Bowl runner up and up for them to come back, to be honest. Um, I think where it looks like I, it seems like Rogers may be kind of sick of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You I thought think- it was Mike McCarthy and it, and then all of a sudden they got the new coach and maybe, maybe it's the fans. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can, I don't know.
1: Like, uh, like you said, when the, the fans turned on Rogers, just like that, after he said, after he didn't like participate in like practice and all that, uh, everybody just like turned cold on him and like they didn't want him in Green Bay at all. And when you say he's coming back, you know, everyone wants him. Back.
0: Like it, it's, I don't know, maybe it's a, uh, maybe it happens everywhere. Maybe it's just because we live here, but I said people in Wisconsin, they love their sports. They absolutely love their sports. There's not much else to do. And I'm, I'm a Badger fan. I'm a Bucks fan, yeah. um, but they will, when you're on your high they will bring you up and treat you like a god. But when you're on your low, they will crucify the heck out of you.
1: Oh, yeah. They'll come at you from every angle. and uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, look at what they how they treated Grand Mertz. Or so probably are treated Grand Mertz like in the beginning of the year.
1: They, they were, like, thinking he's, like, the next big quarterback. And then he plays awful in, like, a game. And it's just, like, we need to find someone new. Just yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, he had his bad stretch, but the way I like, grown, like, six-year-old men mm. <laughs> talking about him, and I see him talking about commenting on Facebook posts and all of that, and <laughs> they're like, he can't read. He can't even throw the ball downfield. I'm like, I guarantee you he can throw the ball way further than you can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, like, yeah, a lot of people have no say in, like, what's going on because they don't know actually, like, behind the scenes. Like, uh, if he's struggling with, like, an injury or something like that, it could be – a things affecting him
0: right right it could be a lot of things and that's the thing what i love and don't love about sports is just like the fans Mm -hmm. you need them it's great um but sometimes fans take it too far
1: yeah i I think think uh if i had to say like some of the worst fans out there for like if i'm talking nfl wise i gotta say uh i'm not like, 100 percent on Packer fans, they're like iffy for me, but Eagle fans have to be the worst fans.
0: <laughs> Eagle fans, yeah, holy smokes, you're digging deep. I heard, I this is what I heard from uh Kevin Hart on a video one time was he mm-hmm. said Cowboy fans are the worst.
1: Oh, yeah, but he's I mean, an Eagles like, fan, yeah, yeah, so I mean, it makes sense, division, but uh, I think like. Yeah, Cowboy fans are also up there for one of the worst. Uh they they always think that they're going every year and then they get disappointed don't make the playoffs or first round exit something like that. But uh I think Eagle fans have to be like the worst because they don't just bash like like they 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 could be awful and they'll find a way to like attack your team, but then they also bash their own team too. <laughs> Like, they they can't find any happiness with like their team. I mean, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, and I I don't find happiness in my team. But Eagles fans like find ways to bash their team.
0: <laughs> oh man, you're digging yourself in a hole with this one, huh?
1: Uh, yeah, Eagles bit.
0: fans, I I, yeah. I, is it a Philly thing?
1: It might be because, yeah, I think it might be a Philly thing. They're they're crazy.
0: 'Cause isn't Philly like when they won the Super Bowl, weren't they the ones that were climbing on uh like light poles and, and traffic <laughs> traffic poles and like just yeah. going crazy? Which is really cool to see, but at the same time like holy crap.
1: Mm-hmm. And like just like I, I'm happy like I'm glad that the the city like won a Super Bowl now. And like it's like they can celebrate and they can actually like enjoy the moment. But uh Even after that, like, coming off the Super Bowl, it's just like I've never seen a team just continue to find ways to, like, say, oh, they're not going back. Uh, This team isn't Super Bowl caliber again. And they have, like, the same guys coming back, basically. It's just like, I'm not not big on them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? It's not going to be the Lions for sure, but... Yeah. There's, um... a, there's, a, there's a little
1: hope there. <laughs> About to be gone after this week. Yeah. Uh, I want to say uh, the team that's probably looked... I, I think it's hard because there's a lot of teams that have played well, but then they also have that little game where uh, you kind of question because they have, like, a weakness. Like, uh, I feel like the Cardinals could make a run. But that's only if they have uh, their players like Kyler Murray and Hopkins because they've been injured the last few games.
0: And Watts injured too now, right?
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about Watts or uh, uh, JJ.
0: Yeah, I. They're. I'm hoping they win the Super Bowl because uh, last year I said, "Man, Arizona's looking good. They're looking like they're they're you know racking up the players." I'm gonna mm-hmm. put am I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bet on them to win the Super Bowl next year. And I did. So and that was back when, you know, their odds, no one knew that they were and I was like, you know, I have a feeling with Arizona next year. And also they came off like seven and oh and I was like, it's happening. But not like Kyler's hurt, Hopkins is hurt, Watt is hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we'll see. I still have hope.
1: Yeah. I think uh like also the the Titans had a case at one point. But with the injury of uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. I think that's thing. I mean, they're still like they're not playing great football, but they're still holding their own even without him. Because their offense ran through Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, because the only way you know Tannehill was able to do a lot, whatever he did was because people were expecting the run with Henry.
1: And like it's not like they were uh, like Derrick Henry, he's just he's just too tough to bring down. And uh, the offensive line wasn't that bad. But uh, when you bring in other guys outside of Derrick Henry, uh, you know, you don't see them making those same plays that he was able to make. So it's just like you start to think that Derrick Henry was like, like even with the offensive line, it could be like the worst offensive line. He could still perform even out of that. Yeah. I mean, the man's. 6'3,
0: 240, 250, running the ball. That's insane. That's absolutely
1: insane. Yeah, I've never seen a running back like that. It's just, it's, it's
0: crazy. And who's that fast like that, too? Mm
1: uh-huh. hmm.
0: That's he, insane.
1: He's strong, stiff arm is just sends you straight to hell. Like
0: <laughs> he, sends, he sent Josh Norman to uh, Mars
1: with <laughs> a stiff arm. <laughs> Just blasted him off. And... Yeah, he just <laughs> – he,
0: uh, he tesla that thing. He SpaceX'd him. He just
1: <laughs> – Out of there. But uh, I'm also – another team I think is on the come-up is uh, the Patriots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mac Jones and the Patriots.
1: Mm-hmm. He's making a real case for uh, Rookie of the Year, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I never really thought about who was the uh, rookie quarterback this year that was going to kind of jump the case.
1: Mac yeah. Jones. I mean, everyone hasn't really uh, performed that well besides from him.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard. I think especially now, I think back, you know, years ago, rookies, like, were expected to sit a year or maybe mm-hmm. to learn. Now, like, I think a lot of the rookies are expected to play right away now. So you're jumping from college right to the game. That's yeah. That's got to be tough.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, especially because you have guys that have been in the league for so long. And uh, they can find these little, like – errors out of a let's say like a rookie quarterback like a like a six-year seven-year DB is gonna know like the tendencies of like someone young because he's fresh out of college he's not gonna know exactly uh, how the NFL is until he gets there and that's why uh, a lot of people haven't been performing that well like Trevor Lawrence uh, he was expected huge like a huge season I mean it was with the Jags but uh, he doesn't really have too much option too many options there yeah, yeah uh, poor lawrence <laughs> yeah but uh i think uh eventually they'll come into their own it's just like they have to like smooth into uh their role
0: yep yeah i agree so let's kind of let's let's a little pivot towards i kind of wanted to ask you about your podcast yeah um, so your most um successful video right now or you know most views was the line of delaware one yeah um what do you think about all the comments on your lana del rey video <laughs> I- Ribes? yeah uh so what does your girlfriend I- think about that
1: yeah <laughs> she uh i kind of told her about it and i was just like yeah i don't know what the like it was, it was interesting to see because i was like you know i don't know you know i'm not i'm not interacting with it like i understand uh, you know people got an opinion but uh you know it's just she it doesn't she doesn't mind I guess too much it's just uh I, I was kind of taken off guard too by that especially with uh the amount of people that saw it too uh, I think Lana just has like a huge fan base like a huge fan base
0: you thought it was kind of like they're like uh they, not a you know they have like every I guess like Taylor Swift has their, like her own like fan base that are just like all for Taylor Swift. Like K-pop oh, yeah. guys, the BTS K-pop guys have that oh, yeah. too. Do you oh, think yeah. she? Ha- Do you think a lot of the viewers were those individuals?
1: Yeah, I think because uh, I'd kind of look at like their. Uh, sometimes I'd go into like their profile to see like, like who who just said this or something, and it'd be like they'd have a Lana Del Rey like poster in their thing so it's like that's when i knew oh this person like loves Lana del rey that's how they found me but uh so
0: are you saying that you went to go and try to look at what they look like after they called you cute on your video well
1: no no. i mean like i kind of looked at like their interest to see like like how somebody like found me <laughs> like i know it sounds bad but that i was just looking to see like why somebody would like look at my video or why would they they would comment
0: right as like a newer creator you want to know how they found you because you want to kind of you know try to find that that niche of you know exposure you're trying to find the niche of hey i'm podcasting i got some decent views on this video how did that happen so how can i try to do somewhat the same to get the same amount of views on my next video right
1: like i wanted to figure out like uh like the audience that I got from this, uh, this like reaction, uh, it was like it was a lot bigger compared to like let's say the the Big Sean video that I did, is like completely different in uh, those aspects. So it's like it's interesting to see because I didn't know Lana's fan base was just like almost not quite because Lana's not as big as like Taylor Swift, but like it's similar in a way where like you have those like stands where they're just all about that person.
0: Now, when you listen to these uh, songs, do you listen to them on vinyl? Do you listen to them on uh, your computer? Do you, uh, do you, uh, uh, do you download like illegally download or torrent or?
1: Well, uh, the, I have like a little uh, speaker that uh, I place right below that uh, I kind of just go on Apple music. I should move to Spotify. I feel like I want to figure out at the end of the year what like, you know, what my statistics are for listening. But uh, I usually yeah, I just press the uh, press play on there and I just play it off my speaker. It's a lot easier than uh, trying to find it because then it's like it saves me a lot of time. And uh, usually it's just like I get a copyright claim off of the video, which isn't like a strike or anything. So it's like I'm I'm okay as long as nothing happens. I don't get these strikes.
0: Yeah. Cuz like those copyright claims so it's just saying hey, you can't make money off of this because you're using other people's and you're like, I don't care, it's, you know, I'm just creating videos right now.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not the biggest deal right now. Like uh let's say down the road if I had like a bigger platform and like I had a lot more uh following and like support and all that, maybe I'd want to uh go towards that, but right now it's just I want to get content out there that, uh, can attract an audience. Right.
0: Of course. Like it, right now, just the, the goal of, I guess, like the the thought of money or making money right now is not even in the head space. Mm-hmm. I mean, even same here doing this, it's not even about, you know, I'm trying to make money. It's just like, we're just putting out some good content hopefully someone, you know, can find some useful beneficial things from it.
1: Yeah. Some, yeah. It's just like finding stuff that, uh, people enjoy seeing and, uh, you know, you know. I, I see people all the time making like similar videos, and it's like they get this audience that uh, like, really enjoys what they do. So it's like I kind of want to do the same, where I can have people uh, kind of enjoy the the content that I put out there, and uh, it's like the same consistent people. So it's like they look forward to seeing you uh, every time you put something out.
0: I agree. I rather really have. I also I rather really have like ten consistent followers who always listen to my stuff than have yeah. like a hundred thousand views and then like every time there's like different people because i don't keep any of
1: them yeah you just want to make sure to retain uh, a few people at least
0: right right and i think that's i love doing this podcast stuff because i just like to talk to people and um, yeah and you like music so you like to reviews music put out put out your opinion on that Mm-hmm. You also like the, bear. Uh, the I mean, sorry, the lions and right. they're not doing so hot too. Bad. Um, and bites. It seems like Lana Del Rey's audience kind of likes you.
1: Yeah. So that was interesting when it first happened. I mean,
0: yeah, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> so, so let's say your second most popular uh, video, did you get the same type of comments?
1: I did not and I, I didn't get uh, as many comments as well like uh, even though it's like obviously it was like a like a thousand view difference I say between the videos uh, there were just like more than double maybe triple the amount of comments on that one because I think it's just like that audience is like has something to say more than uh, the other one
0: what do you mean by that? but I have something to say.
1: Like, uh, they have like more of an opinion about what I did or like about me than the other audience that... uh, Are
0: you saying Lana Del Rey's audience has more of an opinion than other audiences?
1: Well, like, no, 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 not at all. (laughs) Like, uh, Lana Del Rey's audience has more of an opinion about uh what i put out there compared to what uh the other per with the other uh video was the other audience
0: so they care more about her music are you saying
1: that no i could be saying that and i think that there's a lot more uh lana del rey stands out there who care deeply about her music so i think it's like uh you get more of a the stands that come along in the comments for uh, Lana, then the uh, the other uh, audience. But it seemed like they were standing for you, though. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, Lana Del Rey's uh, audience kind of kind of had a thing going for uh, uh, the stuff that I put out there. Not particularly me. I don't know. Like I'm not gonna come out and say, you know, anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah, no, I get that. You know, they they particularly like your video. Um and they made they made it heard. You know, they have you're saying yeah. they have more of an opinion on Monoto Ray than other artists and they mm-hmm. you know, and they were attracted to your I guess your content more.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like in the the comments section. So yeah. it' very interesting to to see that kind of uh connection between her her uh the music and uh, Lana Del Rey's fans.
0: Now, is there a point where you think you're gonna stop? Every, like, I heard a lot of creators say the best thing to do is not look at your comments. Do you think? there's going to ever be a point where you don't look at your comments anymore?
1: I think down the line is like a, a chance, but I also like to see uh like right now, especially like what people, what kind of feedback I get towards the video. So like I can kind of like say, well, people didn't enjoy this. Or uh, is there a reason why somebody like, like what kind of opinion someone had towards my reaction or like my how I perceived the music and uh, I mean it's like everyone's gonna have a different opinion about music because like music's not like it's not supposed to be like it's supposed to like spark conversation, I guess.
0: Right right. everyone's gonna have their own opinions. everyone has their own taste of music.
1: Yeah Just so like I food. Feel... Oh yeah food is like yeah they're very similar in that aspect.
0: Yeah, food. I, I say I have like a um a palate of a raccoon. I'll eat almost anything. Not almost anything, but I'm not picky at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's a few things here and there. Like, uh, like I'll go out to eat and I'll say, you know, if I want this, I'm gonna take this and this off. Like, I'm not fans of it. Tomatoes. Yes, cut tomatoes. Like like sliced tomatoes. I'm not. I'm not rocking with it.
0: But you like regular tomatoes? You don't like sliced tomatoes?
1: Like, I don't know why. It's just, like, if they were, like, diced, I'm okay with, like, diced tomatoes. But it's, like, like a sliced tomato? I feel like... I don't know. Like, there's not really a difference.
0: difference. What's the difference? There's the same taste, right?
1: I feel like there's just more in a sliced tomato than there is in, like, a diced tomato.
0: Yeah, of course there's more in a sliced tomato. But, like... You're fine with diced tomatoes, but you're not okay with sliced tomatoes.
1: Yeah, it's just like I get more out of the sliced tomato and it's just like I don't need that like the overwhelming tomato taste in my mouth.
0: Uh okay, I get that. So like but in then, a salad, you don't really taste the tomatoes?
1: Yeah, like in the with a diced tomato, I can get more like uh ingredients in my mouth instead of like just a whole sliced tomato. It just takes up, like, too much flavor.
0: So, like, on your burgers, you get diced tomatoes instead of sliced tomatoes on your burgers. I mean, I, I never request it, but. <laughs> I've never seen a burger with diced tomatoes on it.
1: I haven't either. I feel like it just, like, fall out. and It's just, like, it's not the most efficient use of a tomato.
0: Yeah, no. I, I've actually grown to like tomatoes a lot. Mm-hmm. I won't eat them like there's some people out there that eat them like apples, but I would not do that. But I kind of like tomatoes.
1: Yeah, I think tomato like there's a lot of use for it. Like ketchup too. Love ketchup. Yeah, but yeah, otherwise onions. Oh, oh, that's that's tough. So I wasn't like no onions. I wasn't huge on the onions, but like well, especially like the the big like the chunkier ones. I'm not a fan of them. So like
0: you me? like you like diced onions, not sliced yeah, onions.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you
0: What do I like? Yeah. What about me? Oh. Man, I'm um I'm an entree guy. So I'm I'm all about eating entrees. I'm not a person I am I'm not a big okay, I like I shouldn't say I don't like things, but because whenever i say that my girlfriend thinks i hate them and she's like you don't yeah. like this i'm like no i just said i don't care for them but i, I like i don't when i go to, to places i get fries or something or i get a mm-hmm. side and you know if i'm hungry so at the end i'll eat them but most of the time i'll eat my entree first and i don't really eat the sides
1: yeah i usually like because then i i'm able to save that stuff for later so it's like like usually like a late night snack or something. Oh, or it's yeah. like, it's just like uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just in the mood for like one thing on my plate, and it's just like save the rest for like another time.
0: Are you a big steak guy?
1: Yeah, yeah, steak's really good. I love steak.
0: Me too. What kind of like? Is there like a cut of steak you like?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, I mean, I'm not really like picky when it comes to uh my steak
0: yeah i remember um i used to love steak i still oh. love steak but not as much as anymore but when i first got out of high school we would my friends and i would always grill out and we would always go to pick and save and get a little steak and grill mm-hmm. it out and hang out and grill and and that was those were the days man but now yeah. now yeah. i don't do that anymore
1: no more grilling
0: uh, you know, just with running Max Yang and call doing this podcast, um, doing other work. It's just one. Well, it's co- and also it's cold. I'll oh, tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I don't have a giant grill yet, so mm-hmm. I have like the little small Weber grill. So it's not as fun to grill. Yeah, it. but it's a lot. I mean, what I'm doing right now is like the only thing I want to do. So I think that's also good too.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's you got a lot on your plate, too. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's a lot on my plate, but it's I I don't I wouldn't wish for anything different. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would not wish for anything different. I I said I could probably would have been able to take her easier way, but no, this is like the way I want to take.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're uh, happy with what you're doing, uh, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's yeah.
0: yeah. 100 because like there's like there's some other like entrepreneurs out there like those oh, i feel so bad for those people who are working nine to five i'm like well if they're happy working that nine to five it's all to them as long as they're happy like that's that's it
1: mm-hmm. that's all like i feel like with uh life in general that's all like you really want to find where find things that make you happy and as long as you do that then you're like you're doing life just fine
0: yeah hundred percent Just do what makes you happy you're doing life just fine Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now if you're not happy that's different you gotta go you you can put something i mean there i mean obviously circumstances people's circumstances are different but a Mm -hmm. lot of times when you're our age or younger or you can you can make change and even some people who are older
1: yeah i mean like uh there's a lot of different scenarios out there where you know, somebody's not living the best life, Uh, they're pretty upset with like the way that, you know, whether it's stuff at home, whether it's something at uh, work, uh, school, something like that. There's a lot of different reasons why somebody may be unhappy, but uh, there's a lot, also a lot of different ways that someone can change that and can like flip how they feel about something just by, you know, trying to find some change in that situation.
0: Uh, yeah because i was fine and i we're in a living in a country where we, you have the opportunity you can find it mm-hmm. it's circumstances i don't it's hard for me because it's like I, I understand there's a lot of things out there that a lot of people are going through that they can't make these changes But mm-hmm. if you can you can but if you can't then yeah unfortunately sometimes people can't
1: yeah you just have to find the opportunities that where you're able to uh find that change and it's know find what benefits
0: your life right and you have to make sacrifices too that's the thing that's the number one thing i found is like you know i had to make sacrifices um people my age right now are able you know they probably are able to go on vacations or um they feel like we're comfortable but like i'm making the sacrifice of sacrificing those things to do Mm -hmm. what i'm doing now
1: yeah It's just uh everybody's situation is a little different, which kinda you know, uh it's just what you're able to find, I guess.
0: Right, right. But kinda like what I'm saying is the sacrifice is why wise is like a lot of people don't want to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to give up like like per se myself, I gave up a lot of my social life, which was a good thing for me. Yeah. I wasn't going out Drinking, like I used to, I wasn't going out wasting my money on drinks or yeah. uh, just doing things that I could. You know, there's a lot of things I could, I could have been doing more productive wise at this age <laughs> than to go out and just go to the bars and get drunk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's the case with a lot of people. They're just not willing to sacrifice that part because uh, either they see other people do it, it brings them like little temporary happiness. Or because, uh, you know, temporary happiness isn't worth it if you can find another solution where you can find long-term happiness.
0: No, that's a 100%. Uh I, It's like you're happy that night, and then the next morning you're like, oh, man. One, mm-hmm. I, like, I am I have $80 less in my big account. Two, like, I feel like crap. And mm-hmm. three, like, there's not a lot that I gain from it. I mean... I mean, the other people can look at it different. They can look at those memories that they make with their friends as, like, you know, treasure. And yeah. if that is, that is. But uh, in the general sense, a lot of people who kind of reflect on their time doing that, they would say that it wasn't very well worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, there's always an alternative to uh, uh, every situation that you do. Where... If- You could have done something just a little bit different, and it could have benefited uh, you going forward or you in that moment. Like, uh, like you could have not like. Let's say you didn't drink, and you're able to find, uh, you're able to go home and like find something to be productive. So just like that, you saved money, you saved like a headache uh, in the morning and the hang. So. There's always an alternative to every situation you do. It's just like, will it benefit you or will it have a negative effect on you uh, in that moment or going forward?
0: I think yeah, a lot of people aren't ready to do that because their a lot of their social life revolves around the drinking aspect. Mm-hmm. When I stopped going out and drinking, I would say that I lost probably seventy five percent of my "quote unquote" friends. Not, really? that, not that we just, like, um, you know, that we, like, had bad beef or anything. No, it's just we just don't talk. We don't hang out anymore. Because the only thing that was keeping our relationship going, our friendship going, yeah, was the aspect of drinking. So, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, were they really even, like, were you guys even really meant to be friends if drinking had to be that, like, mold that glued to you?
1: Yeah, it, I feel like that happens a lot like if somebody because it's if people want to find out what they uh want to do and then the moment you put aside uh just that drinking aspect uh it really shows who uh who's there who's really there for you truly or who's just there to have a good time in the moment exactly
0: 100 percent. and you're gonna find that a lot i think my biggest change was when i stopped going out uh, I decided I want to find my happiness uh, through myself. I, I wanted to enjoy my time for me. Like, I wanted to start enjoying, um, I guess, myself mm-hmm. alone before I could enjoy myself with people. Um, so what I did was I started even just – it was before I even started being an entrepreneur. I started painting and, like, redoing all DIYs of all my furniture. At yeah. home by myself instead of like going out, like on the weekends, I like started um painting my dresser or painting my desk and all that stuff, just like yeah. doing small projects. And that kind of gave the stepping stone. I was like, hey, you know, I enjoyed that. I like doing like small projects myself. And it was like the stepping stone until like uh, once COVID and things hit, I started finding more and more things to do. Then mm-hmm. I just started my own business. And then that was like, that was just like take off from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh it's very important to spend uh more time with yourself than you do with other people. Cause then you're able to find out who you are truly and like what you want to do. Cause then you get lost when you uh go out constantly with friends. You kind of get lost in what you're you're trying to find your purpose. You kind of get lost with finding that when you have other people around you. So it's just really important to kind of like self-reflect and to have that time with yourself to like find out what you want to do
0: yeah yeah very true um it's, it's i mean especially in your age you just graduated high school and the only people that you hang out with are the same people you did pretty much throughout your whole life so yeah and it's tough um i think you're gonna you're gonna find out that sometimes the people you just grew just just because you grew up around them so and i mean i hope mm-hmm. I hope everything works out like that. When you know that you keep all your friends. I mean, all the friends I had in high school and stuff, I still, I still like and I still talk to. It's just I don't hang out with them as much as I used to.
1: Yeah, it's just been like a different, a big change, especially with everybody kind of going down their own path.
0: Yeah, everyone's gonna go down their own path, and then so you start aligning yourself with more people that, um, are on the same path as you.
1: Mm-hmm. People that People got like similar interests and. Uh, that wanna do the same similar thing like you.
0: Right. And that's gonna drive you. That's gonna make you better. As yeah. most people around you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very important to have that.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on Saturday before uh you have to take off for work.
1: Yeah yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a late night tonight. So yeah.
0: yeah, I mean that's
1: till three AM man. That's rough. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping how, I can how do you can, stay up? It's 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 hard sometimes, but uh, I usually try and stop and get like an energy drink to keep me going. But uh, otherwise, I I have that motivation to keep going until finish because then, the feeling of going back into my bed is gonna be so nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's well. Good luck tonight. You know, thank you for coming yeah. on. Um, yeah. Uh, bringing me on. Yeah. Let Let me know if you want to come back on. I'd love to have you. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. That's good.